known Get up and dance It's time to connect the dots. That's right. This is Connect the Dots radio show on the BBS radio network. Hey, um, we all can connect the dots. Every day of our lives, we see things. We put things together, we add numbers, one in one is two. Um, Of course, you could stretch that into one in one, can add up to three, if you know what I mean. Well, you think about that. Anyhow, this is uh, an amazing day. Hey, whether you know it or not, this... I'm talking to you from New York City, and in New York City, this is August 21st already. And let me just say something phenomenal here about August 21st. Most people don't realize this is the official known birth of that famous individual, Jesus of Nazareth, who later became known as the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Jesus of Nazareth was born at exactly noontime on August 21st. Um, I believe it was 70 uh, B.C., maybe? Or was it 4 B.C.? Well, you need to investigate that, you know, and don't waste time looking in the Bible because the Bible does not tell you the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. No, he doesn't. The Bible does not tell you that. The reason it was um, uh, December 25th is used as to celebrate the birthday of Jesus. Uh, There's a lot of reasons for that. Other famous people were born on that day in the the Middle East, and also they had to pick a day, and it was close to the uh, winter solstice, too, so they... That would help uh, gather in the people um, who were celebrating the um, the solstice times, you know, the winter solstice, summer solstice, and so forth and so on. But the official records for the birth of Jesus on planet Earth in that town of uh, Nazareth, um, outside of Bethlehem, well, that uh, the the record. Uh, the records kept that keep that accurate information are not on planet Earth. And um, the reason um, I came aware about it is because I came aware about it, the fifth apocal revelation given to humanity. Now, if you go searching for that, you'll find the info designating that Jesus of Nazareth, the famous Lord Jesus Christ, was born on planet Earth into a human body on August 21st. That's right. And uh, so much for that. You'll have to go searching to see if you can find that. 
but uh, if you had been listening to uh, BBS Radio just a couple of minutes ago, uh, Charles Green was talking about the ET Yoga Man was talking about uh, timelines again, and that is a always an interesting topic to talk about. And how many timelines do you believe are going now? Every, you know, um, a lot of the information I come across in the last five years, uh, because I've uh, been on Twitter the last five years, uh, I have to thank uh, um, President Trump for that, because uh, that's what, uh, when I, uh, because I was aware that he was on Twitter, I, well, I figured I'd join too and find out what's going on, and I listened to what the president five years ago had to say. So uh, I ran across many other people. Yeah, I'm still on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me, Tom Edison Prez, P-R-E-Z, and uh, yes, because I am the Prez. Uh, you know, I'm the um, I'm just a natural-born president. I know how to make decisions. And I run every four years as a writing candidate for president of the United States. If you're in America and you want uh, a real person, not a clone like Biden, uh, running uh, the country, you should think about voting for me. And then you should also think about getting away from the Democrats and the Republicans. I run as an independent writing candidate, affiliation with no party, Party politics is nothing but a scam. And uh, if you believe the lie that um, you have to be a member of the two parties uh, to get elected to be president of the United States, then you hear, you're helping to keep that lie in place. That's the lie they tell you every time both sides are telling you that. And the two that's how the two-party system stays in power. You know? Believe me, the only way to beat the two-power system is by an independent candidate running as a right-in candidate, simply because they don't believe it can be done. So they're not even going to try to stop a candidate like that. There'll be no visit from guys in dark sunglasses, but that's the guy you should be supporting if you're a true American patriot. And I'll call out everybody on that. If you're a, a true American patriot and you're not interested in voting for a writing candidate, well, you don't know uh, you don't know the truth about reality and how it's ruled by the two-party system. You don't understand no matter who you elect. Everybody thought it was so great to elect President Trump, but he ran as a Republican. And, you know, that that ruined it right there, you know. And um, if you don't understand why, you don't understand why. And I'll say it. If you're listening to my voice and you're a true American patriot, you need to get in touch with me and support me in the 2024 election. And when you finally speak with me, I'll explain it to you how – the election can be won with a right-in candidate. It's the only way to beat the two-party system. You know? Uh, what can I say? You know, if you don't understand that, you're ignorant. That's it. And if you ever listen to my show, you know that nobody is more authoritative than I when I want to get to be. And that uh, I'm a decision maker 24-7. I make decisions all the time. 
And I'm going to decide right now to take a drink of spring water. Watch this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, boy. That tasted good. Ah, oh, nothing satisfies the quench of thirst better than water. <laughs> That's why we uh, have it on this planet. Water is refreshing. But it's got to be spring water or running water in a stream. No tap water. Uh, too many contaminants in tap water. And some tap waters are worse than other tap waters, especially the ones with the fluoride in it. They calcify your pineal gland. I'm sure you've heard it before. Pineal gland is your spiritual connection. You know, it helps you get in touch with your higher reality. Yes, we all have a higher self that exists in the higher dimensions, and we've sent part of ourselves down to this planet Earth to experience this physical reality and to be part of the victory of the light. Uh, I was just on Twitter earlier, and um, I follow the star seeds and people connected with them. Uh, being connected with the Galactic Federation, who's here to rescue us. And it was a cool uh, picture of the clouds at where Aviv was put in the clouds with the uh, colors uh, ringing off it. V for victory of the light. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's just not happening soon enough. But anyhow, back to the timelines. Uh, yeah, just a, um, a good place to uh, hear a learn a little about timelines is on the um, 2012 blogspot, uh, the 2012portal.blogspot.com. That's where the um, the COBRA representation, who represents the galactic, uh, the actions of the Galactic Federation in their ongoing attempt to free us from all darkness, Um that site mentioned uh, last week that the, um, in 2018, a certain timeline was deleted. Hmm, interesting. Still, hey, it'd be interesting if somebody had some, uh, uh, you know, credible information uh, as to how many timelines are running now. Are there an infinite amount of timelines or it's just a third dimension, fourth dimension, and fifth dimension timelines running. But then if, if there actually should be 12 timelines running for the 12 major dimensions. But then if we take the uh, overtones, 12 of each, that's 144. How gross timelines. And then we, uh, those of us who think further, we have heard about the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th timelines. So does anybody really know how many timelines are going and how quickly uh, are they created? How are they created? I heard in 2019 that Dean created a new t uh, timeline. Hey, you know, this is a call-in radio show. We got a number here, toll-free, 888-627-6008. And if you're... Um, not in an area that accepts that toll-free number. You're on the other side of the world. You're not in America or Canada. You're ever in Europe or something like that. Well, you need to go um, look at your computer. You might be listening to the show through the computer now on the BBS radio network, and they'll give you the other number 
uh, to call in direct number, and you'll have to dial the uh, the carrier codes from your country to get to this country. Yeah, I'm speaking to you from uh, the U.S. of A., United States of America, um, New York City, the once capital of the world. You know, growing up as a kid, I loved New York City, but what they turned it into is a sour note. They had people in charge now. They're nothing but crooks and criminals and uh, New World Order puppets, and they destroyed New York City. You know, I don't know who but the greatest city in the world is anymore. It used to be, it could be again, but uh, what can I say? The COVID scam destroyed New York. Everybody kowtowed and played along with the... Uh, the rules because it's hard to um, work against the rules in a powerful government like the U.S. government and powerful state governments. And, um, you know, there's too many crooks in politics in America, but that's the same problem around the world. So anyhow, back to the timelines. Now, here's an interesting point. Uh, people know their rock and roll history. And, um, and I'll be putting out a video on it shortly. It's going to be called Beatlemania in the U.S. And um, even though Beatlemania started over in the uh, England or the U.K. Uh, in uh, 1963, it's really the start of it there. It didn't start in America, really, until 1964, or the end of 63, when that uh, unique, one-of-a-kind sound record, I Want to Hold Your Hand, was released in America. And then uh, on December 26, 1963, and uh, then on January 20th, this will be all in this uh, video I'm putting out. Uh, Capitol Records also released the album Meet the Beatles. And then on February 9th, 73 million people watched the Beatles perform on the Ed Sullivan Show. And it changed the music industry forever. It changed the world forever in certain ways, too. Uh, nothing, uh, Nobody had ever been so popular as the Beatles. And uh, I claim, and you'll hear about it when my video's out in a couple of weeks on YouTube, that uh, their concert, 1965 concert at Shea Stadium in New York City, uh, which was the first big stadium rock concert, uh, another first created by the, the Beatles, the greatest man that ever walked the face of the earth, uh, played to a sellout crowd of 55,000 people in that uh, uh, circular type stadium uh, in an evening performance on August 15th. So it was dark out. So, um, the uh, it's a possibility another timeline was created there because if you watch the video, 
and there was more happening there than just video. Uh, it was the uh, the feeling in the air, the sizzling electricity, but just in the video alone, you'll that it's captured. Um, there are videos of it out there, the whole concert, or pretty much the whole concert. All the hysterical fans uh, crying their hearts out for just for the uh, awesome uh, experience of being there in the presence of the Beatles. And that was probably the hype of Beatlemania there because they brought down the house literally. I mean, uh, uh, beyond question. And uh, look for it in a couple of weeks. I'll be sure to mention it when I finally get it out there. I'm putting up the finishing touches on now, and that's one of the main points that's going to be in this uh, thing, uh, YouTube video of mine, Beatlemania in the U.S. So my question is, was there another timeline created there where the people uh, were breaking down, the women that were breaking down in tears and the other uh, people that were just ecstatic were they shifted into an alternative parallel timeline than the people who had to work there that night? You know, you'll get some, if you watch the video, you'll get some shots of them, you know. The cops that were on duty, they weren't there partying like the uh, UK police do at uh, events now. Um, <laughs> if you catch uh, some of those videos. No, they were out there doing their job. It was kind of hot. You can one shot of a cop wiping the sweat off his forehead. And they were trying to keep uh, the crowd from rushing the, the stage because that was a notorious thing that happened at Beatle concerts. And there was other, you know, so there was a lot of people there doing a serious job and they really weren't enjoying themselves. They were trying to keep law and order, uh, chasing down the people that broke up. Uh, out of the stands and we're trying to make a run for the stage, but the, the the stage was so far off, nobody really made it there. And the stage was out on second base in the middle of a, the ballpark there. But um, the people that were caught up in hysteria, were they uh, automatically shifted into another timeline? Did the Beatles do that? Uh, create a timeline there, or at least a temporary one for the evening, and uh, did it continue? You know, there's a, there's an interesting, uh, uh, in putting together this, uh, getting the, the, the right footage to put this uh, YouTube thing I'm putting together about Beatlemania, I came across uh, an interesting uh, uh, poster somebody had put out there regarding the Beatles and Beatlemania. And they, the statement on the poster reads, Beatlemania is forever. <laughs> so was a timeline created that night? Or was the, a timeline created uh, uh, on the, uh, at, the, at their first performance on the Ed Sullivan Show uh, that has continued ever since? And that you, and all of us can shift into that timeline when we're listening to Beatles music. Perhaps it's that easy. But certainly that night there was different people reacting in different ways, and the videos can show you that. And I'm just suggesting that perhaps the Beatles created another timeline with their uh, that their uh, 
<laughs> Beatlemania uh, phenomenon all shifted over into that particular night during that particular concert. Well, it's something to think about. Anyhow, that's it. Uh, Timelines um, are interesting topics. Are there an infinite amount of timelines? And those of us that are going to move into the fifth dimension, if we're not there already mentally, uh, are we going to stay in that timeline? Or do we, once we get into the fifth dimension, do we have uh, the ability to just uh, change into another timeline if we so choose? I mean, I... I on Twitter, it's amazing some of the things you hear. People, uh, some of the star side, star seeds out there, or some of the big star seeds, they claim that they can shift into, they're in another timeline already. I mean, and uh, would they even know if they were? And uh, some people claim they are, you know, but some people claim they're here, but they're there too. And uh, it's a really, you know, a de- Debatable topic, and uh, does anybody have the whole true answer? Is hey, it's, this is calling radio show. If you think you have the whole explanation, answer of what a timeline is, and how easy it is to shift in it, can you shift yourself into it, or does the timeline have to grab you and pull you in, or does somebody else send you into that timeline, or somebody else pull you into it? All these are valid questions. And, uh, of course, there's the basic talk about vibration. You know, the timeline is based on your vibration. If you're vibrating at the frequency that that matches the timeline, can you just willfully go there? Or is there a few other things you have to do? Hey, all valid questions, you know? And the timelines are very interesting things. Parallel universes, we could call them too, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, more delicious water. And uh, that subject is, is played with all the time. Star Trek, the next generation, did a lot of... Uh, episodes on timelines, so did uh, the original Star Trek. But even before the Star Trek series started, and of course the, the other ones too, there's timeline shifts in the uh, uh, the other Star Treks, you know, Star Trek Voyager, Star Trek Enterprise, they will always have episodes about timeline shifts. But before any of those um, Shows did their timeline things. The Twilight Zone had a few episodes regarding timeline lines going in and out of them. There's a particular one called the uh, Walking Distance, where a guy uh, from New York City decides uh, he's a successful businessman, and he decides to take a ride back out to uh, take a week off or something, gets in his sport car and rides out into the suburbs. Uh, I'm not sure whether it was uh, New Jersey or Connecticut or whatever. One of the uh, places right outside New York City, or was it New York State? But anyhow, it comes to this small community, and uh, he's thinking of 
driving back to uh, his uh, childhood where he grew up in a small town. And uh, he's getting gas at the gas station, and uh, he decides he asked the mechanic uh, uh, to give his car an oil change. And he sees the sign, uh, home, Homestead or Hometown, uh, down, isn't that a convenient name, uh, down the road. And he asked the uh, garage attendant, is that in walking distance from here? Uh, and the, the uh, gas station attendant says, yeah. He goes, well, I'm going to leave the car here. Uh, I'm going to take a walk into town. And... Uh, I'll be back in an hour or two. So he walks into town, and it's his hometown from when he was a boy. And all of a sudden, uh, everything looks very familiar, you know? And uh, there's a carnival and a carousel uh, in the local park. And all of a sudden, he realizes he's back in the time when he was a child. And in fact, he goes far enough to see... He recognizes himself playing as a child, and uh, he's in his late 30s or something, and here he sees uh, himself as a child, and then he begins to realize, man, I'm back in my childhood somehow. I got back there. Maybe a desire to want to be, so he goes and looks for his the house where he used to live with his parents, and sure enough, the house is there, and he knocks on the door, and he says... Don't you recognize me? I'm your son. And they're like, it's crazy, you know, because this is like 25 years later after he had grown up or something. And then uh, he tries to convince them and uh, they don't. And then he walks back over to the carnival and, and and he sees himself on the on the carousel and he tries to make contact with his childlike self and he scares the kid. And the kid um, tries to run away from him. and. Uh, falls down, hurts himself, and gets taken to the hospital or something like that, and, and he receives a serious injury that's going to cause him to limp for the rest of his life. And then um, the father uh, had chased him away from the house and uh, because they thought he was kind of weird, and, but he had left his wallet there. So... Nighttime is uh, coming. The carousel has closed up, and this is back when, you know, there really wasn't security. Everything was, uh, people were trusting each other. It was back that far in time. Uh, it's the Twilight Zone show from uh, 1959 again. So if he's going back 25 years from that, we're talking about uh, 34, 1934, something like that. And there wasn't security problems with uh, the carousel shut down and you didn't have to have watchdogs around because people weren't going to vandalize it in in small towns. So uh, he's hanging out by the carousel. You know, it, it, it was shut down time. It was just sitting there and he's sitting on the edge of the carousel. It's closed, but you were free to walk around still and sit on the edge of it if you wanted to. And it was a small town where there wasn't a juvenile delinquency going on. And the father, his real father, uh, from when he was a child and still his real father, too, finds him there and says, hey, you know, you left your wallet at the house uh, when you were there in your hurry to leave. And 
I went looking through it, you know, and uh, I believe you now. I believe you are my son, and I don't know how you got here or whatever, uh, what you're doing here uh, so many years into the future, but you have a license that from a time that hasn't come yet. You got money, paper money that's printed at dates that haven't uh, rolled up on the calendar yet, so I believe you are who you are, and then uh, the man is kind of happy to hear that, and uh, he goes, so you believe me now? And the father goes, yes. You know, he says, well, how, how am I, the child, doing? And the father tells him, well, you as a child were taken to the hospital, and you're going to have a, uh, you're going to be okay, but you're going to have a permanent limping uh, problem. And at that point, he starts to limp. So he realizes that because of interacting uh, in the past, he created a problem he didn't have beforehand, you know? And the limping carried over because he went back in time to another timeline and did something there that caused somebody to have an injury, which was himself. He is now stuck with that injury in later life, which he didn't have before. And, of course, um, the show ends, the father tells him, you know, I, I, I believe you are who you are, but you can't stay here, you know, because uh, this summer belongs to you when you were a child. And uh, it, it, uh, you can, it's wrong for you to force your future self onto you as a child this summer. So you need to leave and leave, leave now and, and let the, the young boy whom you were enjoy his summer without any weird things to be thinking about. And he understands and leaves and he starts limping away. And next scene, he's limping back to the car because he caused himself a permanent injury by going back in time to another timeline and interacting in a way that caused harm to himself that he has to carry over into the future now. So that's an interesting story about timelines, how he walked into it and how he walked back out of it. Well, that's the mystery. Uh, how do these uh, timelines mesh and connect? Is there a formula? Is there a, a series of events? Is there a common frequency denominator that has to be reached for such things to happen? Meanwhile, the frequency of the earth, as I'm following the best I can, I have to follow the the people on Twitter. I don't know any personal people personally in the Galactic Federation, at least that I'm aware of. You know, I, I've uh, my life, I've grown up amongst common people, and. Uh, we all had uh, common lives, and we all did common things, and we all had our share of fun, and we all, uh, you know, just went along with the program and made the best of it and did our best to have fun. I still have fun. I have to have fun every day. And if you're not living your life and attempting to have fun every day, you're missing out because that's a very important part of life, to have fun. And... Uh, <laughs> I make sure I have a little fun every day, and uh, you should be doing that too. Meanwhile, I hear the uh, 
the Earth is in the fifth dimension already, and it's holding a timeline for the third dimension, I guess, in the fourth one, too. And uh, slowly but surely, the third dimension thinking and ways are fading away, but not fast enough because we're still living in an over-controlled world. The evil, blue meanings, the government, uh, the uh, New World Order puppets, the New World Order players, and the New World Order controllers, they are still interfering in our lives. They're pro keeping the good information from us, keeping the good tech technologies from us, and making us suffer for the sake of the demons and the uh, who really control the New World Order. Yeah, more uh, evil is being exposed. Um, supposedly, children are being rescued from the dumb bases. That's, uh, that's an acronym, D-U-M-B. Uh, um, you know, Defense Underground Military Bases, I think it stands for D-U-M-B. But uh, don't quote me on that. Anyhow, uh, supposedly there's... Uh, uh, all that, you know, there's uh, captive children living in these uh, some of these underground facilities that the uh, dark side uses uh, to sacrifice uh, to the demons and sacrifice for the demons. And uh, it's the aphrodisiac of the demons and the New World Order puppets that uh, play along with this to drink the blood of children that have been sacrificed and caused to suffer because it has some ingredients in it that supposedly uh, gets these creeps high. I mean, if they really wanted to get high, they would, you know, do some LSD or, you know, something like that, you know, or some magic mushrooms. Uh, do it in a peaceful, loving way without anyone getting hurt. I mean, and those uh, those substances should be legalized everywhere. That's why they're not legal, because they don't want uh, decent, uh, good-hearted, loving people to have fun. You know, it was the evil government, that's right, that forced the Coca-Cola companies to take the cocaine out of the original Coca-Cola formula because it made people feel good. And these bastards, New World Order bastards, they don't want anybody having any fun. They want us suffering because they're controlled by demons, and demons want us to suffer. That's part of their aphrodisiac. Um, and, uh, yeah, demons, demonic beings do exist. And there's a lot of uh, talk about this going on now on Twitter, or at least the people I follow. And uh, a, a good uh, portion of... Uh, a good bit of information is on that uh, site. I'll give it to you again, uh, 2012portal.blogspot.com. The group entity, uh, or the uh, the name Cobra, is the representative uh, writing out the tweets on there. And they've been explaining quite a bit lately, and the, and the conversation has got into where did evil come from and uh, how it got started. And there's a lot of informative information out there. I, I do my best to uh, 
put it on file in my brain so I can just fluidly talk about it, like when I do my show here. And there's been um, some photographs of uh, these things called vril, um, kind of lizard-like creatures that are only uh, grow between two and three feet tall. And there's a picture of uh, the famous Salvador Dali holding one by the head. And supposedly, these creatures are the ones that cause the black eyes in people that are part of the satanic cults. Uh, and they create, turn people into drones. So th- this little lizard creature was created by some evil mad scientists a long time ago. Probably some entity from another world that came here and decided he was going to uh, uh, put these creatures, uh, use his uh, creation knowledge abilities to put these creatures on this, our world here, they live underground, and they're used, uh, collected and used to turn people into uh, drones. Uh, the term is droney and supposedly um, um, Biden has the type of clone. There's five types of clones. This information is coming out now. It's right out there on Twitter. They won't let you give your honest opinion, but they'll let you uh, bring this information out about evil because my Twitter's owned by evil too. There's evil people that own Twitter and or control it, um, and um, so uh, they don't mind uh, you spotlighting evil. Uh, you're allowed to do that, but uh, there's a couple of pictures of it uh, have come out recently. And supposedly these creatures have this thing that grows off the top of their head, and the creature is held by an individual participant next to the eye, left eye, they say, of uh, of the person they want to turn into a drone, and this creature inserts this thing uh, alongside the eyeball, wraps around uh, uh, your optic nerve, and uh, deposits some um, parasitic uh, little creatures into your... uh, gland, which completely take control of you. Uh, that's one form of uh, cloning. And then they've uh, talked about the other forms of... Uh, and, of course, creatures like that have appeared in science fiction movies, and I've said it many times. Uh, every science fiction movie is revealing a little uh, truth about things that are lurking behind the scenes that have been kept from the general knowledge of the public. And there's plenty of science fiction movies out there with serpent-like creatures going into people's bodies and taking over them. And um, a lot of episodes on um, that famous series, Stargate SG-1, had a lot of episodes like that, and I've mentioned it before. But I'll mention it again, you know, uh, in regards to science fiction, a lot of the episodes, uh, the storylines of the episodes for um, Stargate SG-1 were provided by the secret military operations that uh, engage in battles and uh, confrontations with uh, evil entities across the galaxy that come here to Earth, you know, a lot of evil has come to Earth, and a lot of them are still here. Some of them are removed. 
And but uh, they're fighting to the end, and uh, the bad guys are still here. Look, they still control all the world governments, and uh, there's so much information, and uh, it's all leaking out now about uh, how uh, all the world leaders from decades back have been making clones of themselves. There's the, the simplified form where they take the DNA. And they incubate some stem, incubate some stem cells, and add some uh, DNA of you, and they uh, grow a clone. Sometimes the clones can be grown, grown in test tubes. Sometimes they have to be impregnated into women who give birth to duplicates of yourself, and they have it, um, they know the trick of how to uh, fast age them once the, they're given birth. There's been science fiction uh, movies about that that, uh, in fact, uh, used to be a series called Earth Final Conflict. Um, it was uh, being aired, I don't know, about 20 years ago or something. And they had episodes of that of, uh, I forget the name, they, they called the uh, race where the baby was born and a couple of weeks is full grown. So that was obviously alluding to uh, some of these cloning procedures that have been around for quite some time. And uh, there's they've, they've brought it down to five categories, but the one where they take the, uh, the lizard creature and uh, uh, allow it to bring it close to you and allow it to insert its uh, tentacle around your eye and deposit something in your pineal gland, that's called droning. And uh, that's the most recent information. That's what they say, uh, you know, sleepy Joe Biden is. He's been cloned. And they might have clones of them also. They might have several of the models there. And they talk about Trump had uh, duplicates of himself, numerous duplicates made of himself. And other world leaders uh, have done the same, too. So uh, it really confuses the issue, I know, when we see these people on TV. We don't know who we're watching. Are we watching the real one or the clone? Um, Well, anyhow, hopefully when this all gets resolved at the event, when the the compression breakthrough, when the the powerful, all-encompassing light comes in for the final victory, and whooshes across our world, uh, all the clones will no longer exist, and we won't have to anybody that that moves into the fifth dimension in the new earth, uh, they won't have to think about clones existing. It'll be just one entity of everybody. Uh, supposedly, uh, that's what we can look forward to. Of course, we won't know for sure until we get there. And, of course, some people are claiming they're there already, but I don't see that to be because the event hasn't happened yet. And that's another little uh, qualm or another uh, little area of debate as to uh, uh, because we've uh, there's, there's several different scenarios out there now uh, going on. So is there going to be one event? <laughs> Probably, but... Or is it... Um, all the timelines have to be meshed together at this particular point in time. 
And um, where you're going to end up has to do with your individual consciousness. And um, uh, here's the uh, here's the big uh, issue at hand that I see at hand now as more information gets revealed. Yeah, I heard about the event, and it's going to be uh, the big energy whoosh is going to come, and it's going to dissipate all the, uh, the darkness. Um, Frequencies, and then they're going to, have to right at that point. The uh, the ET supposedly there's thousands or even billions of ships in our solar system from all over the galaxy and the universe waiting to see this event happen. Um, and they're going to um, certain groups are going to land their spacecraft and uh, meet us personally. And, and uh, give us galactic codex law and uh, and um, physically remove the last holdouts that are hiding underground and trying to barricade themselves, but they can't win because we've been told that the uh, they don't uh, the light forces have the superior weapons technology, and no matter what they do, there is no escape. For them, and uh, but despite that, you know, thick hearted, thick headed, obstinate, evil jerks will fight to the end because they believe they that's the only uh, option they have, and they're going to do it, and they're going to try to take us down. They're still doing it. They're going for the second uh, COVID wave thing now for this uh, fall. And they're going to trick more people into killing themselves with toxic uh, vaccines. And uh, unfortunately, people are stupid. We must be the stupidest race on the planet, but it's uh, in, the, in the universe, apparently, because we, uh, we, we, we are too gullible into believing things that we shouldn't, you know. Well, we've all been brainwashed here in this particular point in time to, uh, from birth to trust government, you know. As we grow up, most of us, quickly, uh, those of us that know how to think, we realize that government is nothing but crooks. And uh, But we didn't realize how evil they were. And now they're all... Um, demon control all the people in government basically are and uh, whether they know it or not or they just controlled with bribe money and they're not worried about anything except collecting their bribe money they don't have consciences anymore uh, and uh, that's the situation we're in we're still we've still got these evil bastards interfering in our lives still attempting to kill more of us off. And uh, we can only pray that the event will happen sooner and, and the info out there, they keep telling us, well, we got more of us got to wake up. Well, it's hard to wake up when you're being suppressed by your own government and being manipulated by big corporations. It's hard to wake up and deny and admit that you've been brainwashed and manipulated your whole life by an evil system. It's hard for a lot of people. People don't want to admit they're wrong. But anyhow, here's the scenarios that are being talked about. 
so it kind of it's, there's almost a contradiction here, and uh, we need to think about this, and we should be talking to each other about it, about how this is going to play out at the end. Apparently, we're going to be stuck with a lot of bad, uh, no good so and sos that have a lot of power that are going to. Uh, use their power to kill and destroy us and make us sick as much as possible. So we have to be on the guard for that, and we have to make some rational decisions. We all should uh, find replacement governments right now, because the ones present, they're all republics, and in republics, the people have no power. The representatives have power. And there's enough bribe money to bribe all the representatives on the world, because we have fake currencies. Uh, they can just put up as much money as they want. The phone um, politician is not going to settle for a million, so we'll give him $10 million. What do they care? It's printed up. Just add the figures to his bank account, you know, with the computer system. And um, uh, if bribery isn't enough, they can blackmail the politicians and there's just not enough good ones to work the situations out with the present present government forms we have. Uh, if there only there was one good tech dictator out there, he could uh, uh, instruct his uh, military supporters to do the right thing. But there are no good dictators, unfortunately. Um, believe it or not, I learned that in uh, eighth grade U.S. school, yeah. I had a smart teacher. And uh, in that class, I learned that the best form of government is a dictatorship. Of course, you have to have the right dictator. Uh, you know, we all fell for it. We all screamed out, you know, raised our hands in class. Uh, oh, democracy. Oh, yeah. Nobody said republic because we're, <laughs> we'd been brainwashed by school that the republic here in America was actually a democracy. There are no democracies in the world. And uh, they're all republics or dictatorships. But the best form of government is a dictatorship if the dictator uh, is a good individual because he can correct all the problems instantly and he has his support group uh, to enact the uh, changes and see that things get done correctly. If you have a problem with that thought, well, you know, maybe... You need to sleep on it or something or discuss it with other people. But uh, um, here's here's the, uh, the problem that's coming up. We've been told that there's going to be a pole shift, you know, the magnetic pole shift. Uh, you know, it's happened in the past. Uh, even the uh, phony scientists, uh, brainwashed scientists can... Uh, verified that at times in the past, the Earth's poles have shifted. And we're told the information that uh, it happens every in a 13,000-year cycle here on Earth, or a 26,000-year cycle. Uh, the one, uh, the shift between the, uh, uh, in the middle of the 26,000-year uh, cycle to 13,000-year cycle, it's supposed to be less violent than the, the 26,000-year cycle or vice versa. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, there's one coming up uh, very soon. It's coming up. It's going to come up by 
2025. <laughs> That's pretty close. Okay, and no one is prepared for it, really, because they're telling us, and these are the good guys telling us, that when it happens, there's a chance of a tidal wave. Tidal waves all around the world, and the world shifts. Uh, it's pole axis. It's going to wobble the water. You know, if you have ever had a, uh, a basin of water and you shake it, you see the water uh, splashes up, a wave splashes up on one side and it splashes back to the other side. So all the coastal areas, and our planet is 70% water, all the coastal areas are going to receive tidal waves as high as a mile high. Uh, which will obliterate all large portions of the population if it goes happens that strong of a pole shift. There certainly will be some wobbling in the water, even with a minor pole shift. But with a mile-high tidal wave, you know, I'm here on the East Coast, all of New York City, gone. Uh, all of the uh, surrounding uh, states, gone. New Jersey, Delaware, Connecticut, most of New York State, just wiped off the map. Florida, forget about it. Uh, you know, underwater big time, all of it. Um, the only places that that won't be covered by a, a one-mile-high tsunami around the world would be places like uh, maybe the uh, Alps in Europe or Asia, uh, Himalayas, of course, um, small parts of the Appalachian Mountains in America, the Rocky Mountains on the uh, west coast there. Um, but all the uh, all the low-lying areas are going to be wiped out. So um, if that's uh, on the agenda, um, and nobody's talking about it seriously, about everybody moving away, uh, to a higher ground beforehand, because when it happens, <laughs> you're not going to have time to move that far away. You know, uh, <laughs> you're just, you, you know, you're going to get swallowed up by the big waves if you're not on high ground already. So one of the uh, scenarios talked about, our friends, the Pleiadians, they're planning uh, on lowering their... Um, their motherships, bringing their motherships around and beaming us off the earth, like beaming up Scotty, rescuing us. I don't know if they're going to physically land the ships or they're just going to beam us up. I mean, apparently that technology does exist. And uh, that's what they're planning on doing with most of the people on earth. Rather than let us drown, uh, and then they're going to take those people, those of us that they rescue, and they're going to bring us, drop us off on a planet, Earth-like planet in the Pleiadian system. So that kind of ruins it for most people who wanted to be here for the event and uh, take part in the New Earth Uh where there will be no violence, everyone will get along, and there'll be plenty for everybody. So there's the paradox here. How can we be part of this new reality once the uh, the Galactic Federation military forces land and uh, 
round up the bad guys, how can be part of this new, glorious, faster vibrating planet Earth if the poles are going to shift and uh, a majority of the uh, people on Earth, billions and billions of people have to be rescued uh, by motherships and then dropped off on another planet in the Pleiadian system. You see, it's kind of a paradox, like, and also, how do we know that the Pleiadians are really going to do that? You can say, you know, we're all being told, yeah, trust. Well, look what trust got us with government, you know? Uh, so this is something that needs to be talked about. And unfortunately, they're not... The Galactic Federation is not willing to talk to the human race about it. We're tired of listening to representatives. We want to be talked to face to face. I think you guys ought to be landing and meeting with us. You know, the general population, forget about the governments, they're all corrupt. You know, why don't you just round them up now, beam them off the planet? In fact, what if you have the technology to beam people off the planet? Why don't you just beam all the bad guys off now? Why wait? You know? Because the longer you allow the bad guys to stay on this planet, the more hell they're going to create. The more innocent people they're going to kill. You know, if you have that technology to pinpoint them and beam them off, beam them off and take them to the galactic sun like you say you're going to do and toss them in or the central sun, rather, is. Excuse me for that little mistake there. But these are things we need to be thinking about and talking about. And uh, we need to get involved in the, the decision-making process here. We, the people of Earth, you know? And uh, because we're tired of other people making decisions I mean, I believe the Galactic Federation is making a lot of good decisions there. If everything is true, they're saying they're removing a lot of bad things, but we still got this paradox coming up for 2025. If we have to be evacuated off the planet, and if you have the ability to do that, why don't you just evacuate the bad guys off? You know, you know where they are, apparently. You claim you do. Um, uh, you know, I think... Uh, uh, some of the strategies need to be retalked, and as I said, I think on the last show or the one before that, that uh, the Galactic Federation needs to get in touch with people like me that know how to think and plan and know uh, how to uh, think outside the box. Strategies beyond the strategies that the rest of the universe knows, because when you're on planet Earth living, you you learn how to create uh, unique and uh, one-of-a-kind strategies better than any place else because you, your whole life on this planet, you have to deal with the dark side. And uh, there's ways to deal with them. They're not as smart as they think they are. First of all, they're all possessed by demons, so how smart is that, you know? Anyhow, we're coming to the end of the show. It was a call-in radio show, but hey, you know... Um, you should only call in if you have something important to say, but I gave everyone a lot to think about and talk about. 
tell your friends next week, hey, bring your telephones and call in. Let's hear some uh, feedback on timelines and uh, about the uh, the uh, guaranteed pole shift that's going to happen. And uh, do we want to get rescued and brought to another planet, or do we want to stay here and enjoy the new Earth? Or you know, I mean, apparently. Uh, very few people are going to be around to enjoy the new earth. I mean, and if we do, we have to pack up and move up to the mountains, get ready for the tidal waves. Uh, if we want to hang out here, I mean, these are important things that need to be talked about. Hey, in the meantime, you know, uh, listen to my music out there on YouTube. I got two albums on CD Baby, uh, Songs Better Than Dylan. Uh, my anthem is on there. It's the first song. Uh, I got to be somebody. Well, Go uh, type it in, you know. I gotta be somebody. YouTube, and if uh, uh, there ought to be two there, there'll be the album cover with uh, nothing there but a spiral, and then there'll be the, the video also. But if you want to get to all the songs on the album, I do something like uh, you think you know it all, because I don't have the video out for that, but. Uh, the uh, audio is, and it's out there on YouTube. So uh, be supportive of the free stuff I put out there. Hey, I talked a little royalty, a few pennies here, a few pennies there, whatever. Okay, we're going to come to the end of the show. I'm going to do the countdown now. I'm going to hear the lead guitar solo too. And at the end of my song, are you the party in kind? Hey, be sure to watch the video out there. It's free. And you'll see what the party in kind looks like. Maybe you are the party in kind. Listen to the words. And then followed by my anthem, I got to be somebody. Could be your anthem, too. Maybe you want to be somebody. Okay, Mr. Engineer, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Yeah. 